All right, everybody. Hey, how you doing? Clint, once again. There's no no music. More time to show. I, I know what that means. What does that mean? We go interview somebody. That's right. We got an interview, and this is one. Yeah, I learned. Arkansas Tech be, Education. That may not be a name you know. No. Some of you it may be. But a man named Coach Gary Crowder, former Jesseville and OBU, Washtenaw Baptist University, basketball, ladies basketball coach. Clint, he pulled off one of the best pranks I've ever It's had. a great prank. I mean, I've pulled off some good ones. I kidnapped Gabe Saracel's lava lamp one time. That happened. That um, but, um, man, this is legendary status. Yes. I mean, you're, you're, you're like, you, you just got to tip your hat to him and be like, that's a great prank. Now you'll find out that me and Travis are dirty liars. Cause we said we were going to release this after, after the other podcast, but this was so good and so entertaining. We're releasing it first. This is going to be a two podcast week. So yeah. uh, more so, of us. That's what, that's what the ladies want. Right. So if you want to hear us talk about the MLB draft and some of the things going on there and, and other stuff and Clint's uh, dealing with the cheesecake factory. Yeah. Why we don't like them anymore. I'm spicy. I'm spicy. Still mad. Check out the other podcast. This one will be number 71. Uh, the other one will be number 72. But Gary Crowder tells us this story. And guys, look, you're going to want to share this with people. Yeah, it is great. It, People it's need a great to hear this story. If you're especially, it doesn't matter if you're from Arkansas or not. It happened in Arkansas, but you're talking about one of the best, especially sports pranks that these guys did. A prank that lasted from 85 to 88 and is still alive today in many ways. Okay. Yeah, you hear how it got caught. You hear everything. Yeah. You hear about a, a, a short guy being really salty. That's right. So listen, like and share this video. Tell people about it. Uh, this is one you don't want to miss. Coach Gary Crowder talking about the Village Academy prank. So good. So good. Y'all guys enjoy it. One, two, three, five. You've ever seen a lame man walk? Never heard a dumb man talk. Never seen a blind man see. I promise you a change is made. Never seen a cancer death. Never seen all the poor get fed. Never seen a prisoner set free. I promise you a change is podcast i'm your boy bigger t travis johnson joined as always by my man he's he's on this side probably i don't know uh big c clint clark coming live from greenbrier arkansas how's it looking in greenbrier is it hot it's hot humid yeah downright unpleasant <laughs> unpleasant okay well clint we got a special guest this week uh, i know i read an article a few weeks ago and i was Something I didn't know about. And you've been obsessed about it ever since. I've been obsessed about it because I thought it was one of the funniest and coolest things I'd ever heard. Yeah. Coach Crowder, he's become, he's probably came across a little stalkerish. Yes, sir. Right. I want to apologize right. on behalf right. of the podcast. I know. But when I saw the name of the person who came up with the prank and who played the prank, I said, I got connections to that guy. <laughs> well, I started making some phone calls. And Coach Gary Crowder – former Jesseville High women's basketball coach for a long time and former OBU ladies basketball coach with over 700 wins in his career. It's a lot of wins. It's a lot of victories. That's coach, Crowder, do you ever get tired of winning? Did it get old? <laughs> yeah, it, it just – all it does is tells you that I've coached a lot of good players and yeah. then I'm old. Yeah. Okay. Those two things, when you love – you got. 
a lot of wins like that. You've been fortunate to coach good players yeah. and coach a long time. So that's about all I can well, say. Well, and he's also the man that helped me understand the inner workings of the one-three-one defense. <laughs> when I took his basketball coaching class at OBU, uh, he was—I don't—I don't know if he was a big fan of that one, but <laughs> I that got a lot of fun. for me because I don't to do it. <laughs> so good days. Hey Crowder, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited to be here. Excited to be uh, excited to talk about Village Academy and, yes, and, and any other things we got to talk about. Well, before we talk about Village Academy, because we're going to get there and that's going to be the meat of it. But um, tell a little bit about just your, your growing up, how you got into coaching, where you got your start. Because I, I, I mentioned the two that you were at the longest, I guess. But, um, you know, were there some places before that? You know, how did you get into well, I, uh, uh, Travis, I only coached three places. And uh, I, when I finished college in 1979, I uh, went to Taylor, Arkansas, mm -hmm. which is a little small school down on the Louisiana line below Magnolia. And I was there for three years and coached girls basketball, coached baseball a couple of years. I was a big, I played baseball in college at Henderson State. Mm -hmm. And then I left and went to Jesseville and, and I was there from 1982 till 1995 and was very fortunate to have a lot of good teams coach uh, 13 years there. And that's, uh, that's where we get into, when we get to talking about the village Academy story, that's kind of where, where all this come out. And then, I, then I was fortunate enough to be able to be hired at Washtenaw Baptist university in 1995 and worked there until I retired in 2019, March of 2019 for 24 years. And uh, currently now I, I work, I'm on the, uh, the staff of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So I, I help down here in the Arkadelphia area uh, with that. So that's a little bit about my background and my career. And God's been good to me every place I've been. So yeah. Now, now how was that for you? Because you, I think you told me, and now I pay half attention on here. So I may get the facts wrong. Now you said you graduated, you're ready. Yes. So you, then you, you literally graduated across the you, I mean, that's like the Hatfield playing for the, the Babylon across the ravine. Yeah, <laughs> the battle of the ravine. Now I took now I took a couple recruiting trips to OBU before I went to tech. Uh, at least they were at least pretending like they were gonna let me play football. I don't know if they were serious about it. Uh, but they but so and I went to uh, uh, OBU Henderson State football game, I went to a basketball game. And as the kids would say, they were litty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no cap on that. Yeah. Um, so, how was that for you? Did you feel like you were you were you were playing for the enemy? How did that feel? Well, let's just put it this way. Somebody said this. You know, it's it, it's amazing what a paycheck will do for loyalty. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I when I was hired at Washtenaw, I became loyal to Washtenaw. That was. Uh, that was unusual, though, having grown up as a ready. And, you know, you learn to hate Washita when you're in college. You know, that's the big rivalry. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the football games are just the, the best in Division Two. I mean, you pack the stadium. Mm. And, uh, you know, I was a diehard ready. Uh, I mean, I, in 1975, Washita beat Henderson. Uh, had a fourth and 25. They had to, had to make it. Both teams were undefeated or, you know, battling for the conference championship the last game of the season. And uh, Washtenaw pulled it out, and I was just sick as a dog, you know, but, but that Washtenaw had beaten Henderson. But but uh, that all changed, like I said, once I started getting that paycheck. And But it's a great rivalry. There are, there are people in the community that have been on both sides. And, yeah. uh, you know, so you got families where one person will work at one place and another for the other, maybe one spouse will work one place and the other one will work somewhere else and uh, or at the other place. And so, you know, it's just a friendly rivalry and uh, just um, – it's, it's really the, 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 the game day is just really special. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the community shuts down basically and, yeah. and everybody's at the game and it's just a neat atmosphere. I, I'm hoping one of these years it lines up where like, it's just a crap week in division one football <laughs> FBS. Like there's no good games yeah. and it lines up with the Henderson Washington game. And they'd be like, you know what? We need to put this at the battle of the ravine just yeah. one time. Yeah. I, I think I think if any division two rivalry deserves it, yeah. it, it would be it would be the battle of the ravine. And that's coming from a guy that played at a, a competing division two right. school. 
I, I think it would be a great scene for college game day. I really do. Yeah. Well, it's been talked about. I mean, and, you know, and it has received national publicity. You know, Sports Illustrated did a, did a little article on it uh, a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, and so maybe someday, someday we might see game day there. So, yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> Coach, I, I know a little bit of how you feel, a little bit. My, my first youth pastor job, we grew up in Greenbrier. But all my kids at my first church went to Valonia. And so I had kids that played for Valonia. And then one of our best friends took a job at Valonia. And so, so I had to start rooting for our high school rivalry. <laughs> it's it a weird. It hurt years for a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, oh, well. But anyway, yeah, and, those, and like you said, those games, still the best basketball game I ever watched was at OBU. It was the one – you remember Lamont Page was playing for the guys, and he dunked in the 100th point? Yes. Yeah. And uh, a couple guys were arrested at halftime. <laughs> uh, Ron Gore, basketball player for Henderson, got ejected for punching and then got punched the mascot and punched our mascot, which was my roommate, Mike Floyd. It was a whole crazy thing. But there was, there was probably an extra 800 people just standing, yeah. not, not even in seats. There, you've seen some crazy things. You know, back years ago, the Henderson State kidnapped uh, the OBU athletic director's wife for a night. Yeah. Uh, of course, you wouldn't get away with that today. No. <laughs> but uh, it, there are crazy things that have gone on with, yeah. with this rivalry in football and basketball, both, really. So, okay. Now, speaking of crazy things, especially crazy pranks. <laughs> okay. You had, you know, we can talk about, you know, your great career at Jesseville. Okay. Uh, however, at Jesseville, you pulled something off that I think needs to be told more. And I know it's been told a lot. And since I read about it, I'm like, a lot more people knew about it than I thought. But still, there's a lot of people that don't know about it. So tell us about how Village Academy came to be. You know, it should tell you something. It's 37 years since this started, and we are still talking about it. In fact, I've got on this shirt. I don't know if people can see it, but a Village Academy shirt right here. That, that Rock <laughs> They sell the merchandise at Rock, Rock City Outfielders. That's it. That's it. Rock Rock City. Prince Princey's out. And uh, but um, the way the way it got started, I was I was I was the girls' basketball coach at Jesseville, and my best friend was the band director there. His name was Bob Sibbles. And he and I are kind of, you know, the, we're the, we're the co-leaders of this thing. And really he kind of took the lead at the beginning, but Jesseville was, Jesseville's football program was in its infancy. In fact, it was like, the, it was in 1985, it was the second year they had a program. And Bob Sibbles and I were responsible for calling in the football scores after the games on Friday night. Mm -hmm. And at that time in 1985, there was a big newspaper war between the Arkansas Democrat and the Arkansas Gazette. You know, in fact, you would get nine, 10 pages of sports in both papers. They were just trying to outdo each other yeah. mm -hmm. and large articles, especially on Friday nights about the games. And uh, so in order to cover this, both newspapers were using people that really didn't know a lot about sports to take the scores in on Fridays. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there would just be a form that they would fill out to get the name of the school and its score, maybe a couple little things. And they'd write it down and, and send it over. And, and so we were, we would call again, Jesseville was a small school on highway seven, north of hot Springs. It had been well known for basketball, but it not, you know, nothing <laughs> on football. Like I said, it was like a sec second year and we weren't winning any games on you know, the first, first few years there. And uh, when we would call a score in, the, the people taking the, taking the score would say, now, who are y'all? Y'all are Jacksonville? No, no, we're Jesseville. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd say, now, what's your mascot, the Eagles? No, no, we played the Eagles. Our, our mascot is the Lions. Yeah. I mean, it was just constant like that, time after time, every week. And uh, so it was, it was in October 1985, and we had just played a game at Glenwood. And we'd call the score in, and we get again. We'd had the same reaction, you know. They not knowing who Jesseville is and all that, and so we're riding home back to back to um, the home back to Jesseville, 
And, and I made the comment to Bob. I said, Bob, I believe that we could call, make up a football score team. We could just make a team up and call it in. And I believe they would put it in the paper because it's, they're just taking scores. They don't even know who we are. <laughs> and, yeah. and so, and so uh, we, you know, we even kind of laughed and said, well, you know, where could our school be? You know, and of course, now, you know, it, the Jesseville School District, uh, Hot Springs Village right there, you know, the retirement community is in the Jesseville School District, at least a part of it is. Mm. And so we brought up like, well, you know, why don't we, you know, we could put us, why don't we just have a school called village? We could call it, and we call it village Academy, you know? And so, and so then I got, you know, but I got to, we got to talking and said, well, you know, the only there's there, the problem with that is now, if we have that school located right there in, 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 you know, around the hot Springs area, we cannot afford to play hot Springs or Lake Hamilton or Arkadafia or, or fountain Lake. You know, if we play those schools, their score is going to be in the paper from somebody else. So we're needing, we're going to need to play, That's you know, thinking there. out of state schools, stuff like that. So having coached at Taylor in South Arkansas, I told Bob, I said, Bob, you know, there's a little bit of community down there below Magnolia along the, almost on the Louisiana line. And it's called village the Community's called village. And there's not much there. No, there's not, there's not, you know, it used to be way past, but yeah. And so, yeah, but there was a little small school when I was at Taylor, it was like a class B school no football or anything like that. And uh, so, uh, you yeah, know, but, but it was a community. So, you know, I just, just it was just a thought, one thing can't led to another, you know, when we were discussing this. Um, and then we started thinking about, well, you know, we need a star player, you know? And so we thought of our, our principal's name at, at that time in Jesseville was a guy named Norman Jesperson. And we said, we didn't want to just use his name. So we turned it around he said, you know, we could make our star player a guy named Jess Norman, okay? And uh, so we had discussed all this on the way back from Glenwood, but we, we got home and we didn't make any kind of call that night, okay? But we had, we had all planned it out and we had discussed it and what it, and we just laughed about it thinking, you know, this would be really funny if we, we put this in the paper. So anyway, we go through the next week and we discussed it some more and we had a home football game the next Friday night. So... After the game, Bob Sibbles goes over to the path. <laughs> he goes over to First Baptist Church, which is right across the street from the school, mm-hmm. and he makes the phone call to call in the score for Jesseville. Then so he gets back the number. Yeah, well, it's it's it, it, he called in that. Okay, call he called in our score, but then he hung the phone up. And at that time, we didn't have caller ID, oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. we weren't worried about getting caught. You know, we, you know, and I mean, I don't know if you guys ever remember phone booths or not. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're in our mid-40s. We remember, yeah. <laughs> we remember a time. Now, these whippersnappers don't remember a time before Google. Yeah, um, that's true. So we we're weren't worried about calling to find out. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Bob Sibbleson then makes another call to the Gazette from the pastor's office at First Baptist Church. So we get a prank started by going to the Baptist Church at the <laughs> pastor's office Lord to start now. the prank. <laughs> and he, he makes his call. And uh, we when he makes the call, there's a few things that we hadn't discussed. We, uh, he, got, he, actually, he actually got a hold of a guy that was really intelligent and knew about the state and knew. So when he makes the call and he says, hey, I've got a score of... Uh, uh, Village Academy six, Oak Ridge, Louisiana six. The guy says, "Oh, Village, uh, I ain't heard of y'all. Work, y'all got a football team? You know, down there." The guy, the guy kind of knew, and he said, "Yes." Said, "Yeah, we we've got a football team." And so, so, you know, we we went fun. You know, we didn't just get somebody that just didn't know anything. You know, so yeah, yeah. this guy starts asking questions. He said, "Well, is this y'all's first year for football?" And, so Bob said, yes, yes, this is our first year for football. Yeah. And he said, well, what's your mascot? Well, we hadn't even discussed that. So, yeah. so he just goes, uh, uh, beavers. Okay. So right there, we became the beavers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they, and of course, he reports the score. It's a tie. And, and always, every game, Jess Norman's doing something. Jess Norman scored the touchdown, and I think had you know, 120 yards rushing or something like that. So there it was, our first game in October of 1985. We get the paper the next morning on Saturday morning, and we dealt with the Gazette more than a Democrat, okay, because there was two papers at that time. Yeah. And so we picked the paper up, and there it is, 
right there. Like uh, you know, Village Academy six, Oak Ridge, Louisiana six, and Village Academy football has been born. Okay, <laughs> and, and so we all got a big laugh, and we, you know, we told everybody, you know, band directors around the state, coaches around the state, and so the next week I make the call. Okay, and so mm -hmm. we played Village Academy again. So then, kind of every other week from the rest of the year. We're starting to make phone calls, and Village Academy scores are appearing, appearing in the Gazette every Saturday morning. Okay. <laughs> now, now, this was this a comp. Now, was this number like known to just a select few, or could like this anybody have the number? You mean to, to call the scores in? Yeah. No, yeah. Well, anybody could get the number. That's that is they. The, they counted on people to call in the stores. That's how they, they did it. So, okay. You know, they don't send out reporters to every every game well, in the state. Yeah, they, but I didn't know if, like, okay, the school has that number or if, yeah. like, the punter's dad could call well, they, it. They probably yeah. didn't advertise it, right? They no, right. They, they didn't. And, and they gave it to coaches. Okay, you know, like, Channel was, 4, they had for a while, call this number to report the scores, yes. you know, and it was out there. And you do depend on people telling the truth, but the problem was we were so frustrated by the fact that they had no idea who we were. They would constantly ask, who is this? Where are y'all located? Right, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it was that kind of thing. And it was, this had gone on for, you know, entire first year into the second year. Yeah. And so we said, if, if y'all don't know any more than this, we're gonna get you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, so that's what we started to do. And we started to make him that, that call. Now, uh, as this went on, of course, again, you know, the people around the state that this coaches and the band directors, you know, they were, I, I promise you, we were selling a lot of newspapers for them. Okay. Because mm -hmm. we had people picking up that, you know, they couldn't wait to get a newspaper on Saturday morning to find out how the village Academy did the night before. So y'all weren't necessarily hiding it. No, just but now we did not want to create, no, we did not want to create too much attention to ourselves. We didn't win every game. We were not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, you know, we would have a record of, you know, five, three, and one or something mm -hmm. like that. It wasn't going to, you know, we weren't going to go eight or nine and oh. And right. I wonder, you know, where, where is this, uh, you know, who are these people and what, you know, they hadn't been beaten yet and all that. Yeah. And uh, so, and this can, now as, as we started doing this, the, the faculty at Jesseville really started to getting into it. And because, you know, they knew what we were doing. Yeah. And we had faculty members that started doing things like they wrote a fight song. We had an alma mater. Okay. We, <laughs> we, I mean, I mean, you know, we are the B E A B E R S Beavers, Beavers. So that was our fight song. And we had an, yeah. and I mean, we had, uh, we, we had shirts printed up. We had bumper stickers printed up. We had buttons printed up. I mean, we became Village Academy, the fan club. It, it was huge, especially at Jesseville. And then it started, started growing. And uh, eventually, instead of just, you know, like we might use, turn somebody's name around, like we turned around Jess Norman Jesperson and made it Jess Norman. We had band directors and other friends that would call in. They say, okay, you're going to play, who are you going to play Friday night? And we'd say, oh, we're going to play Sarep to Louisiana. And they say, well, can I score a touchdown for Sarepta, Louisiana? So we might put Travis Johnson in there and scoring a touchdown for for, for, oh, for Sarepta, Louisiana, you know, the next yeah. day. And uh, well, I was wondering, because you sent me some articles. Yes. I was like, there's, okay, I knew about the Jess Norman thing, but then you had all kinds of other names in there too. Yes. Did you have a coach's name? Well, there, there, there was a lot of band directors and some coaches once in a while. Yeah. So, so when you see a name, it could be the real name of a person. Okay. Well, I mean, when did you have a like a fake coach's name for for Village Academy? Well, our our coach was we we, we uh, Bob Bandman was the name of our coach. That was the fictitious name. It was you know Bob Sibbles was the band director. Mm -hmm. So we called our coach Bob Bandman. Okay. Now, <laughs> I see what you did there. That's good. I see what you did oh, there. In fact, I sent you a photo earlier, Travis. I sent it to you. Yeah. The guy stepped on his knee holding his holding the football. That is Bob Sibbles. And, and he was he was actually the head coach. I was the assistant coach. Okay. Okay. 
for for this. Okay. So now, now, now we not only now we we had a great athletic program there at Village Academy. We not only played football. We did some, we did some other things like we had uh, we played a little bit of girls basketball, and there it is. Yes, yes. That's Bob Bandman. Bob Bandman. Oh, there, oh, that's the yeah. Village Academy. And he's got one of the shirts on. Okay. Yeah. So we had all, we had other shirts as well, made up as well. But uh, okay, we played some girls basketball. We called in a score and and uh, won a won a girls basketball game. And Jess Norman's sister, Jessica Norman, was the leading scorer. So she was a good athlete as well. <laughs> that entire Norman family. That Norman. That Norman family down around Village, they just they are athletes now. Okay, <laughs> now here's you know this goes further. One of the biggest things we did too, uh, there was a lot of this was a lot of fun was 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 track in the spring. Mm -hmm. Now Village Academy had a great track program, and Jess Norman was a star athlete in track. Oh, I bet. Yeah, he could pole vault. Okay, <laughs> he was one of the best pole vaulters around. <laughs> But uh, you don't know what a pole vault is in Village, Arkansas. <laughs> but okay, we uh, we got we got several things here on, on the track on, on with with track. Okay, Jessville, we had a great track program at Jessville. Don Pierce was our coach, and we had a lot of kids come out for track, yeah. and we didn't have enough uniforms for them to wear. So we got these green T-shirts. In fact, it's just like the one that you showed where you showed Bob Sibbles there just a second ago. We had those shirts made up and we would let some of our B-team athletes wear those shirts in some of our practice meets at Jesseville, okay? <laughs> I mean, and so, <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, they would run every event. They, you know, those kids would be in some event wearing those green Village Academy shirts, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Now I was on the PA. I, I did the public dress for the, you know, and did yeah. the announcing. I was on the press box for the track meets. So all the time I would be announcing something about Jess Norman. Would you please report to the pole vault? Or I would say, <laughs> we need all the Village Academy students to please report to the bus, or, or, or something like that, you know. And that's so good. Yeah. Well, here's what this occurred. There was a coach of a, of a visiting team. It was, it, was, it was on a Wednesday afternoon at practice. And he was coaching his girls, getting them ready to come to Jesseville for a practice meet on Thursday. And he got his girls together and he told them, he says, now girls, you're going to hear on the PA, you're going to hear the announcer say something about Village Academy this or Village Academy that or whatever. Don't pay any attention to that. That's a fictitious school. They don't really exist. You know, there's no school like that. And one of his girls jumped up and says, uh-uh, coach, I ran right beside one of their girls last week in lane one over there because I was right beside her. So I know there's a school there. Because of those shirts. Yeah. And, so and the next day when they were there, uh, they, they, the coach heard big, heard something about Village Academy, so he was, said something to that girl. He says, I want you to see, you know, I think it was uh, when I announced go to the bus. He told that girl, says, son, go out there and see if you can find that bus. So she ran down there to see if she could find the bus. Of course, she didn't see one. She came back and says, coach, it's already gone. They've already left. <laughs> so so, uh, so anyway, but uh, I mean, I can keep going here. The uh, uh, Another thing with, uh, you know, we always scored some some points in the state class b track meet every year because jesseville would host the track meets for the non-football schools you know because most of those schools don't have a track anyway yeah. you know you're, yeah. you're talking about your little small schools and so the state meet would be held at jesseville most years and and with in those schools we didn't have a lot of pole vaulters you know you score six places okay yeah and they would be often, there wouldn't be but three three or four pole vaulters that would even participate in the state track meet for these class B schools. Now, I was in the press box. When you would send the results to the press box, you would get three copies. We'd get one that I would keep. I'd get that would that would go that would go to the uh, then when I get then we'd have one that would go to the Arkansas Activities Association. And then there was one that you tore off and you put in for the media, for the newspaper. Well, when I get those three copies, I would tear ours off, put it down. I would tear the one off for uh, the AAA. But the one that meant to the media, 
I would take it and I would look down here at the pole vault. You know, there's only be three pole vaulters. So down there, I would write in, in fourth place, Jess Norman, Village Academy, you know, pole vaulted 10 feet, six inches, turn it into the, to the, to the one that went to the, to the Arkansas Democrat. So we'd come out the next day. There's Jess Norman, finished fourth in the pole vault in the Class B meet. And Village Academy has scored six points or whatever in the state meet. Every, every and, year. And, I mean, that is just fantastic. <laughs> and how, how long were y'all able to pull this off for? We continued. We, we did this from 1985 until 1988. For four years, we continued this. Okay? And uh, there, I mean, I can, I can tell you there, there, there is more. Okay. Uh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, okay. When you, uh, Many times these scores would be picked up by the AP, you know, from the, from the Democrat Gazette or whatever. Yeah. And so it wasn't, it would not be unusual for us to see the score of village Academy's football game in the Jonesboro sun or in a Fort Smith paper or in a Texarkana paper that would, you know, we, we would have that. Uh, if, uh, Again, during those days, you know, if it, if we were to have inclement weather, like in January, February, snow, ice, back in those days, in the 80s, they would just done, do a roll across the screen, the bottom of the screen, you know, like if the news was going on on, on Channel mm -hmm. 7 or Channel 11 or whatever, they would just run a scroll across the screen of all the schools that had been closed. Well, yeah. guess what? If there was any ice or snow anywhere, Village Academy was always closed. Okay, you'd see it running right across the state state television that Village Academy was closed. <laughs> well, they closed Village Academy. Why aren't they closing Magnolia? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some point. kids in Magnolia just salty like. <laughs> it was funny. We seemed to always get Northwest Arkansas weather, even yeah. though we were located in South Arkansas. <laughs> That's, right. uh, That's so good. <laughs> the. Uh, there was a there's a state photographer, a guy named that, that did a lot of photography for the state of Arkansas athletic teams, a guy named Bob Hurt during that time. And uh, he uh, he was a big fan of Village Academy. And so each year at our coaching clinic, and, and it was all and at that time it was always held in July in Conway, you know, mm -hmm. where, where all the coaches come together and we'd play the all-star games, the football game, the basketball games yeah. are big and all that. Mm -hmm. Well, at the clinic, he would have a display to try to promote his business. Mm -hmm. And he made a big green banner that said Village Academy. In fact, the green banner that I sent you on the picture, Travis, I, I think I, one of the photos that I sent you is of that green banner. He would display that at the coaching clinic, along with that picture that you showed earlier of Bob Sibbles, Bob Bandman. And with him holding the football, and that would be his display as an advertisement. So, uh, so you know, so everybody in the state of Arkansas, when they were at the clinic, if they if they went by and saw all that stuff, they would come across. There's that's that. it right there, Village Academy, home of the Beavers. That <laughs> banner was at the clinic, at the coaching clinic every year. And, uh, so, and, and again, this uh, this uh, so, I mean. Uh, we, yep. we had a few, like some college TV stations that covered it. UCA had a little television station and they covered some stuff about Village Academy. Mm. Uh, now, at the, we, also had, we also had some banquets. We actually had, in fact, the, the very first date I ever had with my wife was at the Village Academy Athletic Banquet in the spring of 1987. And, wait, uh, wait, wait. Y'all had... We had we went to Ryan's Pizza in Hot Springs. Now it was small. Yeah. Okay. And but we had probably 25 or 30 people there. And we had a lot of faculty and we sang the fight song, sung the alma mater. We, you know, we uh we always, you know, we had a schedule we put out year every year. Now, one thing about it, we didn't play any home football games. They were all on the road. So when you saw our schedule, it was all road games. Yeah. And we did we talked about we didn't have a homecoming, we had a there coming. <laughs> we always had to go there for yeah. everybody to get to meet. So, uh, and we just told the story of it. Uh, again, now this went on from 85 to 88. Okay. Now there was, there was a time we almost stopped 
it was in 1980. We'd done it through 85 and 86, and we we were kind of thinking we might not do it again. But then I was dating a person, and I was trying to get a laugh out of them. So I went in, so to keep it going, I called the score in, and mm-hmm. uh, and kept it going. So we kept it then. So we kept it going through the next two years, and uh, so uh, finally, and you may be wondering how did this all end. Yeah, I know. I, I want to ask, but I, I was like, you were going telling some great stories. I wanted to hear them. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, let me let me back up before I finish this, too, because I, I left out some things that are kind of cool. Now, Jess Norman was not only a great athlete, but he was also outstanding in band. And oh. he would, yes. And the band wanted, director's influence. Yes, the, the band director made sure that when he went to band camps, and he was an Arkansas Tech graduate, by the way. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, he would go to band it's camp the Harvard of the South. I mean, I disagree with Coach Mullins. Mullins says UIM's the Harvard of the South. No, 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 no. There you Arkansas. go. You got to be a genius. Absolutely. <laughs> I discovered this on the podcast last week. My final two college choices were MIT and Arkansas Tech. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, every year at band camp, uh, Jess Norman would would be he would be listed in some of the awards. You know, he would be, you know, I don't, I don't know all the band stuff, but third or fourth chair or top chair or second chair, oh some of these God. instruments in play. So his name would always be listed. Okay. Now, did you <laughs> have any scholarship offers? I mean, just that like- we, now this is the truth. Okay. Okay. Yes. Norman got letters of interest from Southern Cal, Texas, and some other places like that. They were sent to my address. I had them. Oh wow! Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> you know what? There's some like legit athletes that were fair high school athletes right out there, right now. Is this that are so salty because some <laughs> made up guy got scholarship offer or letters from USC? Well, he, he got some interest because you know our football coaches at Jesseville sent some information in and put the school down to those schools that you know about we have a guy named Jess Thorman from Village Academy so they just filled out some kind of information sheet sent it in yeah. and then all uh, you know then we'd get a letter of interest back then it always came to my address you know, that's so, so good <laughs> it's so is good that, is that cra- crazy cool. or what um one one funny story involving Bob Sibbles Bob Bob's daughter was uh and then was was a after she graduated went to the University of Arkansas, and she was you in the said she married Bible. Jess Norman. I was going to be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're going to laugh at this. She was in the Razorback band, and her future husband, a guy named Jeremy Ford, was also in the Razorback band, and they shared a locker. Now, during the summer, Bob Sibbles, this was a little later. This was actually after we got caught, okay? So we weren't able to report reporting scores anymore, but... but <laughs> <laughs> I could wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Sibbles was in ch- working the camp, and he was in charge of assigning lockers to to all the campers. And so, uh, his daughter Mandy and her future husband Jeremy they shared a locker. So, but they had to take all their things out of that locker during camp. And Bob had the keys to all the lockers to let the, the campers use the camp. So, so when the camp was over. And all those campers took their stuff out and they cleaned their locker out. Bob, Bob's, he, you know, he knows which locker is Mandy's and Jeremy's. So he puts a note because he knows they're going to come back to that locker. So mm-hmm. he puts a note in that locker from Jess Norman and says, Mandy, I love you very much. You're <laughs> the sweetest thing, you know, and, and he puts that note in there and he's thinking that Mandy's going to be the one to come back and see that note Yeah, okay, when they come back. A few weeks later, but yeah. guess who got to it first? Oh no, Jeremy. <laughs> and now, when Jeremy gets to that note, he sees that note. I, Jess Norman, I love, I love you, Mandy, and all that. He doesn't know the story of Village Academy. He oh, doesn't man. know the story of who Jess Norman is, and he is furious. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I just see me a little spicy. Yeah, and I mean so. So Mandy and Bob, they, I mean, they had to do some explaining. They had to actually had to go find some newspaper articles of Village Academy games to show them that this was really a prank and it wasn't real. Oh, yeah. I, I can. I mean, just imagine that conversation. Yeah. Honey, I promise he's a made up person. My dad made up. 
He's oh. a figment of my dad's imagination. Yeah. 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 Very likely, honey. Very likely. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Tell us about how it ended. Okay. Uh, like I said, we're in our fourth year, and it's 1988. We've been doing it since uh, since 1985, and there were really there were really only two people that did not think it was funny, and that was Wally Hall. Okay, and we had a, we had one of our administrators at Jessville. He was our elementary principal at that time, a guy named George Foshi, and he was he was scared to death that it was you know that we were going to get caught. Something was going to come out. It would be a big blow up in the paper and it would be a really negative, you know, on us and on Jesseville. Yeah. And he was just, he, he just did not like what we were doing. So uh, about halfway through the season, 1985, 1988, he sends a note to the Gazette and he said in the note, he says, there is a group of people around the state reporting fictitious football scores they call their school Village Academy, okay? All right, so Robert Yates is the sports writer there at that time, and he gets that article, or gets that note. Yeah. And so, and he prints the article the next day, and it's, it's, it's a really neat article. It's all in fun. He, he, he gets it in the article. He says, he says, surely, so he says, surely not. He thought, first thing, this, this can't be right. I mean, they're, they're yeah. sure these, these scores are not just fictitious. So he, he says, the first thing I did is I called the Arkansas Activity Association. So he called a lady named Kathy Tadlock, okay, that was there. And he talked to Kathy, and Kathy says, well, we've seen those scores in the paper, but we don't know. They're not a part of the AAA, so we don't, you know, we don't know. They're not in the playoffs or anything like that, so we really don't know about them. So he thinks, okay, strike one. All right, now, Yates is doing a good job here. He's thinking, right, he says, well, there's a little town down below Magnolia called village yeah. so he's on the right track here mm -hmm. and he said i know a former basketball coach there named ted waller now ted waller it was actually the cousin of, of years ago there was a the men's basketball coach at arkansas was a guy named duddy waller if you go back you know back into the 50s and 60s there was a guy named duddy waller that coached the racebacks well ted waller coached at village and he was a very good coach and so he calls ted waller up because he knows he lives in magnolia the village area and Ted says, well, uh, there's no, there's no school down here called Village Academy. So, so uh, Robert says, strike two. So he says, I'll just call the school they played last week. So it oh, was in Louisiana, no. <laughs> Tinsaw, Louisiana or somebody, you know, and so he gives them a call and the coach answers the phone and says, what? We didn't play Village Academy. We played so-and-so from Louisiana. <laughs> so he says, strike three. <laughs> but Busting. then he continues on. He says, guys, he says, I tell you what, though, you guys are outstanding. He said, y'all have got a great record. He said, you've beaten up on all these Louisiana schools and these other yeah. schools out of state. He said, but you know, you really need to try to take on some Arkansas schools. I mean, you know, I think the Arkansas schools could probably beat you, but you won't play any of them, you know? Yeah. And, and this kid, Jess Norman, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is outstanding. I mean, he throws passes for touchdowns. He runs for touchdowns. He kicks extra points. He plays defense. He said, this guy has got to be being recruited by Southern Cal, Notre Dame, Texas. Yeah. I know, he, you know, and, he, and it's just, he, he just does the article all in fun. And at the end, he says, guys, I got to admit, you got us. So, so he, you know, he did the article up really nice yeah. as a oh, joke, yeah. as a prank for what it was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, that's not even the end of the story, though. Okay. That spring, we had another athletic badge. Okay. And this time at Rod's Pizza, we probably had 150 people from around the state that came and people that had their name in there, people that had read about it, heard about it, thought it was yeah. funny. And in fact, uh, and, and we told the story. And the at that time, the Arkansas Activity Association's uh, director was a guy named Lamar Cole. That who's, that's Lance Taylor now. Lance Taylor you know, is our, our leader now. He came down, all in fun, with a blank plaque. And he presented it to Bob Bandman. He says, I want you to just have an award. And it just said an award. Okay, that's all, you know, <laughs> and, I mean, <laughs> that was it. And, and he made, you know, he laughed about it, made fun. Robert Yates wanted to come, but uh, Wally Hall wouldn't let him, you know, and I, I guess I can see why. But, but uh, 
anyway, that that was so neat. And and you know, like I said, we had video of a UCA television station talking about Village Academy. We've showed video of going across the screen. You know, when schools were closed, we had all these articles and stuff for people to read. Yeah. Uh, and uh, anyway, that's that's kind of how we got caught, and uh, and, and kind of how it ended. Although I will say this, once in a while, you will still see Village Academy pop up somewhere, like these shirts. Yeah, that, that that's I awesome. Now, yeah. now, did they ever find out it was you, or did you just kind of once they got, once they were like, "All right, you guys," you were like, "Yeah, I did that. We did that." Did not, they knew it was us, but they never mentioned us in the paper. I mean, they never made it public that it was us. Okay, but everybody knew it was you know, they knew it was us. Now, right. now, you probably now, weren't hiding okay. it really. Yeah. Well, now in 19, uh, just a few years ago, Hooten's magazine put out a seven page article as a, like it was a 30 year anniversary of this. And of course, at Bob Sibbles and my name are mentioned, hmm. uh, Rex Nelson wrote an article and you can go to the Arkansas Encyclopedia right now. And there is a big article that tells the entire Village Academy story. And, and it mentions that Bob Sibbles and, and me were the ones that were involved in and did all this so yeah it's 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 all out there that it's not it's not hidden that we and that's the article i came across was rex yeah yeah the yeah, Inside rex, and they, i think we talked about it on the podcast and yeah. he's been dying to get you on here ever since yeah. that's, that's just so amazing that y'all did that and and it, the thing was it's called a prank but it was just in good fun yes no one was hurt and it and the fact that so many people gathered around it now there's now, what's the deal with the brick at the Razorback Foundation or something like that? Okay, well, it's it's not really it's it's a uh, it's uh, Bob Civils contributes to the Arkansas Razorback Foundation, but when he contributes, he contributes through the Village Academy Booster Club. So <laughs> when you when you get their programs or you get their publications that yeah. shows who all is contributing to the boost to the Razorback Foundation. Village Academy Booster Club is still contributing. So we, you know, even though our football program has been shut down, we still have a booster club and we are supportive of the Hawks. That's so good. <laughs> I, I just, I just love this story, man. I just love it. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, it has been everybody that hears, especially like somebody for the first time, yeah. they, they just, I mean, it's, they laugh about it and they're amazed that you could do this for four years, Yeah, you know, and, uh, and no, and if, if I don't know how much longer we'd gone, if, uh, if George Fosey had not turned in that note, yeah. you know, we might, we might've been doing it for six or seven, eight more years. I don't yeah, know. I'm just, cause I was thinking, I was wondering how, I don't know if you could get away with that nail day. No, it would be very difficult. It would be very difficult. Then I was like, now I wonder if he thinks Bishop Sycamore owes him any money for, um, <laughs> making up a fake school. But they actually played games. <laughs> I can tell you this. The Arkansas Gazette sold a lot of newspapers they would not have sold if Village Academy had not existed. Yeah. Because we had people getting up, buying papers, wanting to see. They wanted to find out. They wanted to read their name in the paper. They wanted to find out how they did. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, I mean, all over the state, there were people doing that. So. Oh, if I would have known about it, I, I mean, I read, I would get the papers anyway because I followed yeah. it. Yeah. So you said Wally Hall didn't like it very much. Which well, makes me like it even more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, you know, the, the whole purpose, the, you know, the reason why we started is because we became so frustrated yeah. with the fact that, you know, they didn't. So we said, look, if you're not going to pay any attention to who we are, we're going to play a prank on you. And, yeah. and we did. And, and like I said, it didn't hurt anybody. We didn't, nobody got hurt. This didn't offend anybody. I mean, you know, it, and it actually helped them because they sold papers. So we yeah. thought we were actually doing something good. Well, Clint, I joined a new uh, fantasy football team league and uh, with a friend of mine, and my team name is Village Academy. There you go. <laughs> you still see that. I mean, I uh, there was an article in a New, new Mexico paper here not too, or not too long ago. A couple, I'll say not too long ago. I think it was four or five years ago that did something about it. So every now and then you'll find somebody, you know, somewhere – that'll hear about this we you know back in those days the late night show was with johnny carson who was really famous yeah and we sent this in to him now he didn't you know we thought it had a chance that would have a chance to get on but it didn't i mean you know he didn't because he would do those local stories or whatever yes yeah 
Yeah. But still, well, we, I mean, here here you are. We're 36 years later, you know, from when you started this. You did it. The first one was at 86? 85. 85. 37 so years later. 37 yeah. years. That was that Arkansas Tech education doing the math there, guys. <laughs> um, so, figured in my head because I'm really smart. Um, <laughs> no, but here we are. 37 years later, you're on a mediocre podcast talking about it. Yeah, so I mean that. I mean that's cool. I mean it's a prank. Yes. But number one, it's hilarious. Yes. Number two, upset Wally Hall, which is hilarious. <laughs> and number three, you're talking about on a mediocre podcast. I mean, well, and it was it was just the time. Yeah. Once again, it was fun. Y'all yeah, had fun, fun with it. No one was hurt. It was just a lot of fun. Well, I mean, like I said, Hooten's Magazine did a big special. And it was like seven pages. Yeah. You know. And the name of it was Foobar, you know, F-E-A-U-X, you know, Foobar. Foobar, yeah. So, and, and you know, had some had some pictures and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it was, it's it's amazing. It's lived this long. And, you know, you'll still, like I said, still see things about it, still see shirts, you know, still get to talk about it. I don't know how long it'll live, but it's, uh, everybody finds out about it the first time. They want to hear it. Hey, tell me about the story, you know. Yeah. And it's a, we never get tired of telling it. I can promise you. I, I wouldn't either. And, you know, we're so glad to have you on here because now it's going to be told even more. Yeah. Know, because the, yeah. the people that listen to us, uh, even though it may not be the, you know, biggest crowd in the world, but there'll be enough folks that'll carry it on also. It'll, it'll get around. And yeah. And, and somebody will tell somebody else and they'll, they'll say, hey, tell me about it or they'll want to hear about it. So That's right. um, it lives forever. Way. Man, I, I always appreciate a good prank. I really, <laughs> really do. And especially, especially when, the ones where you're like, you got me. Yeah. You, well, you and that doing the PA at the at the at the track meets and doing that yeah. and on those, you know, your you know, your other runners, the shirts and all. I mean, that, that kind of stuff. I mean, just you know, we we tried a few years later. We almost got it on again. The guy, the guy at the newspaper told us this. He he, he had he had the, the you know he had had all the scores up to and all he had to do is he's about to click it on to, to make it go, send it off, and he wanted he looked over it one more time and right down at the bottom he saw us. He saw that he saw that Village Academy was on there, and he. And this, you know, and he, the reporter told me, he said, I laughed about it. He said, I would have liked to have kept it up there, but I had to take it off. Yeah. And so he eliminated it and then sent it on. He said, well, we came that close to getting one in the paper. This was probably, I don't know, five or six years later, you know, after we, wow. we tried again. So, but, but hey, we will, once again, we will try once in a while. I, you mentioned that you're on a fantasy football team. I've got, I'm on a, I'm in a fantasy baseball league and my, my team's Village Academy Cardinals. There you, you go. Know. Yeah. So, so good. Did, did you ever make it on to Channel Four? Did you ever make it on TV as Village Academy? Did you ever get it on? Did you ever see we, it on the we, television? We never, you know, I don't, re, I don't recall us having a score called out on the on the on the television station. But but that's something we probably should have done, and we got we probably overlooked it, and we we probably well, could have got was, it on. I think that was just before Steve Sullivan started that Friday night. Was it? It may have been. It may have been before he got big. With, that started like in nine around ninety. Yeah, we were, in high, we were in high school playing ball. Yeah, Friday Night Lights kind of changed the coverage of yeah. yes. Friday so Night Lights. Yes. Wise. Now, they may have ran them. I'm sure they ran the score. Yeah. Well, I sure hope they wouldn't have sent a helicopter to one of our games. That'd been bad, yeah. If Yeah, I mean, if you'd have wasted ABC's money, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach, man, um, man we, we do appreciate you coming on. I do have one more question I want to ask you. Okay. I've been wanting to ask a basketball coach this. Okay. Okay. And I've talked about it on here. Uh, I work at Sparkman School as a paraprofessional right. uh, facilitator. And uh, we have little fun, uh, like, fundraiser basketball games. They don't have sports there. They can go play at Harmony Grove if they want to. But, you know, they got rid of sports there. So one of the uh, teachers there, she she's a – phys ed teacher she uh, puts together these little games splits up the seventh through twelfth graders if they've met certain goals and we just play like a fun game the community comes they wear the old jerseys and so i've coached a couple of those okay now here's the situation i want to ask what you would do you have you're doing a, a charity game like that 
you have a wide variety. You got some kids that are, you know, pretty good playground players is your best. Okay. And then you got kids that can barely catch a pass. Okay. On the same team. You have 30 minutes of practice to get ready for a Friday night game. What are you going to do with that 30 minute practice? Ooh. <laughs> There's not a lot. <laughs> uh, you're going to try to get them organized and, and just kind of show them where to go. I guess. I mean, that's about all you can do and say, Hey, just, just pass the ball and go move somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Don't stand still. Well, it's a solid strategy, honestly. And yeah. actually, you 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 took my strategy, because like the other coaches that did it, they were like trying to teach them plays. Oh gosh! And then they would get in the game and they'd forget it all. And they'd go to the wrong place. You know, they'd be yelling at them. You're supposed to go there. You're supposed, you know. So I, here's what I told them. I said, move all the time. There you go. And this is for offense. I said, move all the time. And I said, and think about spacing. I said, if you look up and you see you're right next to one of your teammates, run to an empty spot. <laughs> you are. You told me you did exactly the right thing because okay. there is no way you're going to take those kids. Yeah. No. You ain't going to act right for two that's, weeks. That's from one basketball the coaching class at OBU. <laughs> under this man, Clint. You told him the right <laughs> thing. Move, stay spaced right. out and move around. I like your idea. I tell you what, it, it's great to be on a podcast with two basketball geniuses. <laughs> it, it, it is. Well, Connor, man, thank you so much for coming on telling the Village Academy story. We are going to have to do this again and just talk basketball because we didn't even talk about your OBU career and some of the, yeah. um, I'm sure, the great memories you have there and great stories. I did. It was, it was what, 20, what, year did you, what year did you retire from there? 2019, we, uh, in March of 2019. I was there from 95 to 2019, 24 years. Great time. Oh. Washington is a great place. And then to the tournament twice? Yeah, we made the, our, the best. I had – I had a lot of good teams, especially early on. It got a little difficult toward the end. You know, things got, got we struggled. But, but uh, we made uh, NCAA tournament twice, went to the Sweet 16, and really lost a controversial finisher. We probably would have gone to the Final Four. The team beat us was Delta State, and they went to the Final Four. But uh, we were – the first 17 years I was there, we had teams that were ranked in the top 25 or at least got votes to be in the top 25, 11 out of the 17 years. And you know, had a lot of a lot of good girls, a lot of good memories. Um, so. No, it definitely. We'll, we will have to run this back. Have to do it again and talk and talk basketball because sounds fun. It'll be fun. And, yeah, and I'm really glad, Clint, because I've also seen Coach Crowder in the middle of a game or in the middle of a practice, and he turns a very weird shade of red when he gets <laughs> fired up. Okay, and so we didn't upset him. So I didn't see the red glow. So we didn't. No, this was a. No, you didn't upset me like my team in practice. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> start missing scary. free throws. Yeah. Now, this wasn't as scary for me as last week, because last week we had Mullins on, and I told everybody, I said, if he goes first group ready, ready, and blows a whistle, and I'm just going to take off running. <laughs> I'm not going to think twice about it. Like I'm just going to be like, I got to go. Yeah. yeah. What, what time do I have to make? <laughs> Most of that one's scared the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you love them more. I was like, no, I don't. I do yeah. not. Well, coach, we're gonna say our goodbyes here, but uh, stay on, uh, and we'll we'll say our official goodbyes okay. after that. All right. But uh, after I I've stop. enjoyed it. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thank, well, thank you so you. much. So coach. I I enjoyed it. I didn't know too much about the story, but getting to hear it straight from the horse's mouth was was fantastic. <laughs> and I love it. It's amazing when you hear these good stories how fast an hour will fly by. Yeah, it did. It went fast. You're right. So, so right. you will. Coach, once again, thank you, and. Uh, you know, thank, thank you. you for, uh, you know, like I said, I learned a lot in your basketball coaching class. I really enjoyed that class. I was a football guy, but I played a lot of pickup ball and three-on-three tournaments yep. and stuff like that. And so – Those were good times. I never got to learn. You know, I never was on a basketball team where I learned. So, a lot of that stuff besides just reading books myself on it, I, I learned in your class. I learned a lot of the, the details of the way things work, and it made me a better uh, basketball watcher. So, yeah, um, good. Good. I appreciate Glad. it. And um, and definitely thank you for coming on here and spending time with us. It's such a great story. And uh, yep. 
we want to keep it alive because it's absolutely you're welcome i enjoyed it i love it folks thank you for listening and watching once again we're on apple we're on spotify we're on podbean we're on amazon Amazon only (laughs) on there too wherever you find your podcast tune in radio iHeartRadio, and the youtubes so check us out uh share like all that good stuff check us out on instagram twitter facebook we're there also we have things to say there sometimes sometimes thank y'all so much be blessed have a great week sweat one filthy dirt harvest hurt kingdom come When I work, my hands get filthy down in this dirt Won't see no harvest till I hurt Cry in your kingdom come Listen I wake up in the morning I bow my head to pray Mama told me if I don't 